Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ethan Carter. Welcome aboard. What's up, Vincent? How you doing, man? It's Monday. It's Monday. Another Monday in quarantine, right? Another Monday. Another Monday, which feels like Sunday, which felt like Saturday, which (laughs) felt like Friday, which felt like Thursday, which, oh my God, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Yeah. You wake up some... I I woke up today, and I'm like, I think I'm going to cut my hair today. Like, I think it's time. Like, it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I felt human again after I did that. I guess that's, you know, it's like some people I know are just dying. They're like, I just want to get a manicure. Like, that's all they want right now is a manicure. <laughs> it's, they're just dying for their manicure. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, my hair is getting long, and uh, but yeah, I can't cut it myself for sure. Yeah, I need a Floby. Get a Floby. <laughs> You gotta get Bettina, you gotta draft her. It's like, come on, you know. That might not be the best for our relationship. (laughs) It would only be bad if you complained. I mean, it's fine if you don't say anything. (laughs) Uh, So we we actually have a guest again. I I am proud of us. We have had, what are we on, like, this is like fifth week in a row that we've Mm -hmm. had a guest. We haven't done it. We haven't done an Ethan and Vincent episode in a long time. And I'm not complaining. It's really good. It's, It's easy. You know what it is? easy to corner people when you can't leave the house it's like, i know you're not doing anything you ain't got no excuse to say no to the podcast well you know and you know i was thinking about because last week we talked about that my first episode when i came on you know as a guest and i think we talked about channels uh you know channels that i follow or channels that i'd recommend i think our guest was one of my he was. recommendations he was and yeah. actually our guest so I'm, yeah, we're just going to keep referring to him like he's not right here. But our, <laughs> our get, you know how I found out about him? How? When Bruce was on the podcast. Oh, really? He mentioned, he mentioned this guy, and I was like, I'm, I'm just thinking how many people Bruce has mentioned that I yeah. still pay attention to, and one of them actually ended up becoming a co-host. But, I was like, I about that. <laughs> but our guest this week is the absolutely amazing yes. artist. I, I actually believe more of an artist than a maker, um, Michael Lom. Hi, Michael. Hey, guys. It's, Thanks for having me. Oh, it's it's like you are one of the one of those inspirational guys. You do <laughs> stuff that I don't know that I would necessarily do, but stuff that I just love watching you do. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, it's, it's, I I think the most emblematic thing of what I think of when I think of you is the 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 wood melted table. Mm-hmm. And just the way you put that together and how cool it ended up looking when you were done. And I just, we love your vibe. We love your clean style and how, I don't know, you're just like the most, you seem very approachable. Hmm. Like in your channel, like you're just like a really cool guy that just wants to sit there and make some stuff, have some fun, talk <laughs> people, teach people how to do stuff. And Yeah, and one, and again, I, I mean, to your point, Vincent, I, I, I said this from, I think, the first video I watched. Um, but I've always felt like you're the, an amazing cross between, uh, and, and you might hate us for saying this over and over, but you're in a cross between an artist and a maker in the best way possible. And, uh, and I was thinking about it. I I, I don't know if anyone else like enjoys this, but I always like trying to figure out how I was first introduced to someone. And it was, um, the Rockler, uh, one sheet of plywood, uh, challenge and you made, and that it, and I just, I remember, I don't think I even like really connected like with you that much that, but that, but your project was one of those that I kept remembering and thinking about. And, uh, yeah. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it, so that, that was the, how we connected was from the, the Rockler, um, plywood challenge. So, 
Yeah, that was a great event. That was one that I feel like a whole bunch of people came forward in the community with. Like, I know Wobi had his first big video yeah. for that. And um, I'm trying to think. I met loads of people through that. I think I, know. I met um, Bruce. You were talking about Bruce earlier. I think I met Bruce through that. And um, yeah, it's just a, it was a cool time, like a cool group of people making a lot of stuff. Um, and it was super positive. So, um, right. Yeah, well, really- I've always said, I, like, I find those challenges regardless of the challenge, like I never go into it expecting to win or even caring about that. It's such a great way to, to your point, to meet people organically that are talented. And it's like, I've met so many people through those types of challenges and, uh, and you're a perfect example. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, I mean, I, I'm a little sad. I didn't get to do the, you did the, um, Ethan, you did the, the Bentwood challenge this yeah, year. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just did not have room in my schedule to make that work, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Well, but we, we me and Vincent have too. keep talking about doing a challenge on ours. So if, if we do that and you have uh, time in your schedule, we'll have to get you to participate. For sure. Let me know. Yeah, I can only imagine knowing what, I mean, we know what the challenge is. We know what we're going to have people do. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the idea of having Michael take that one on is just like, I'm, I'm shivering with anticipation. Like, <laughs> no pressure though, Michael. <laughs> oh man, I want to know what it is. <laughs> how he would interpret what we want to do it's pretty amazing um why don't you take us give us a little bit of your background your bio so Mm -hmm. because it's clear you you're not just a guy with a shop in the garage like i mean maybe you are but there's definitely some background there that that comes into play because you have a certain aesthetic to you that doesn't come from just a guy just hacking up pieces of plywood (laughs) in his garage Uh, so or does it (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I can, t- I can talk about my background. I'm, I, so I, I am trained as an artist. Uh, I went to art school and, um, just was a, kind of an art geek from early on and really, really enjoy, um, you know, I've always enjoyed making. So, uh, I started my, my, in college, um, you know, was kind of when I, I started getting really serious about it and, um, I studied sculpture there. Uh, before that, I was doing a whole bunch of painting and drawing. And sculpture really kind of opened my mind to how how much stuff you could do. Like when I was drawing and painting two-dimensional stuff, it was really limiting. And then I, I ended up kind of finding 3D art. And from that point forward, that's basically just what I've been doing in various different careers um, or various different fields, um, working as, a, an assistant to artists and working, uh, in a frame shop, working in museums. Um, I've just tried to stick around the creative world and, uh, l- lately it's been awesome. Like YouTube's given me an outlet for it that I, I didn't have before, like, um, a way to share with, with so many more people. Yeah, and everyone, it's funny because in our, in our space, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, aren't just makers, but are also content creators. But then there's those people that the makers love. And mm-hmm. you, you're one of those guys where the, you're, you're like, to maybe spin a phrase a little bit, you're like a maker's maker <laughs> because your stuff isn't just, I'm going to make a chair. No, you're like, I'm going to make a chair, but it's going to be freaking beautiful. And that's, <laughs> That's, I'm going to make a chair, but I'm going to make it really hard on myself. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the other thing. Like, you don't do anything, like, simply. Like, 
you know, you, we, you know, people do a picture frame video and it's like, oh, cool, that's great. And you go up, yeah, I'm going to do 141 of them. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to do all the art that goes in them. Yeah. And then I'm going to do them and put them in an exhibition. Like, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that one was, that one was a little wacky. I don't think I'll be doing that again anytime soon. It's, oh. it, it was fun watching you. It was fun watching you like turn that into a process because you can't do a project that scale without coming up with like processes and ways to just kind of enhance how you're doing them and well and what i loved about that too is so the video is about 100 uh, 141 picture frames Mm -hmm. but you that but you you also painted 141 (laughs) paintings and what was it every mammal in the state in the state of washington yeah unbelievable that, that was the cool part right it's like oh yeah you know you watch it's like i'm i saw that the, obviously i saw the the title i'm like wow that's going to be interesting to see like what a process for doing that looks like it's like oh yeah and by the way along with it came 141 individual animal portraits <laughs> like wait what yeah like, can you do anything small scale <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i almost i I, I guess I had started my YouTube channel when I started painting those. But when I started painting those, I was not thinking about filming them. Like, it was such an enormous task. Right. That, um, by the time I got to the end of it, my YouTube channel was kind of established. And I was like, I, I have to address this. Like, I've been spending, <laughs> like, I spent two and a half years on the project. Um, re- most of it was in, like, the, the last six months. But there was a big gap in my, my, in my video schedule. And I just had to be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, I've, I've been trying to navigate the woodworker maker world, um, Mm -hmm. with my art. Uh, it's been a little bit complicated to sort of like when I just put out videos about my artwork, I didn't really get a lot of viewership. So, um, finding ways that people, uh, like people that they wouldn't just search normal art terms like watercolor painting or something like that or mm-hmm. painting mammals um, ways for for people to discover me and allow me to make those kinds of videos uh, that that was the angle was uh, right I was right. it was like I know people will watch some crazy guy make 141 frames you know <laughs> it's inevitable Absolutely. right <laughs> I, and i gotta be honest with you if you had said i'm gonna do portraits of every mammal in washington i would have been like i don't know if i'm gonna watch that <laughs> yeah, do, no, nobody I, wants to watch yeah, that <laughs> but if you go i'm gonna do 141 picture frames i'm like I want to watch this yeah. guy crash into a brick wall. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was so loopy at the end of that. I like I showed up at the art gallery and I was like, I, I, I just, I mean, a, a month pretty much. I mean, it was like this. It was like being on quarantine. I really did not go out. I didn't see my friends. I did everything from home for for. I think it was three solid weeks of building picture frames. Ooh. Uh, well, and I, yeah, I, I remember seeing it, the like live footage um, at the at the you know the release party or whatever, and yeah. and and I remember you the clip of you being like, "It's going, it's going really well," and I was like, "Yes, thank God," because if it wasn't, this would be like, <laughs> I, I, d- I would personally feel crushed, and not that I'm surprised, but it was just like it was, that was a great moment in that video too of just like all the hard work. You could yeah. you could tell in that moment w- was worth it, you know. Yeah, so that was what, definitely a relief. <laughs> so clearly, right now, I mean, you know, the elephant in the room is, you know, if we have Michael Alm on the show, we have <laughs> to talk about pattern plywood. <laughs> and I didn't realize something until just now because I always, whenever we talk to a guest, I always keep their YouTube channel like open on the screen in front of me, just you know, in case they reference something, I can just get a quick refresher because I feel like I've been following you long enough. 
where mm-hmm. it's like, I, I need to just have it in front of me so I know. Your first pattern plywood video wasn't like a couple of months ago, which people may actually think it was, you know, when you did the, um, the plywood pattern video. Yeah. And then you did the, um, the storage trays, the walnut storage trays. But your first pattern plywood video was actually the jewelry box that you did a year ago. And that was the Rockler Challenge. I mean, yeah, was, Rockler Yeah, challenge. the plywood challenge. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was, that was the first one. And then the stupidest thing that I did was I waited an entire year to do another one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was... It was uh, so the Rockler Plywood Challenge, I actually did while I was remodeling a friend's house. Um, at, from start to finish, I did like a uh, full remodel inside of two and a half months, maybe three months. And, and, and actually I almost didn't do that video because of that. I was about two weeks into that remodel and exhausted. And, um, I can't remember, maybe it was, uh, Mike Clifford or something or, or someone, um, I think it might've been Mike. He was just like, you gotta do this, man. You gotta, you gotta put something out there. So I actually shot that video did the footage and built the thing in two days. And, wow. And then edited um, for the next like three days in the off hours when I wasn't working on the house. And then, um, yeah, came back. I, and then, and then I, I got it out, I think, the last day that it was due. That's that was me on this this one because I was I launched my channel with the Bentwood challenge and I got it. I posted the video like the day or maybe maybe a day before the deadline yeah. <laughs> it was the same thing yeah yeah i think you got it in the, yeah the deadline was like the next day and you got it in the night before it was yeah like, it, was, <laughs> it was like but it was, it was the same kind of thing it was like i was down to the wire and it, you know but so How it goes you need that pressure right? you do I, I well especially to launch for me to launch my channel because i i dragged my feet for so long and so it was, it was again that was another nice thing about a challenge like that is it kind of hold you you know hold you to it so and that in total i guarantee that was mike clifford because that sounds exactly like mike so. oh yeah yeah <laughs> so the the running the running thing with plywood especially from people like you know like ben ueda they always say like embrace the plies like turn the plies into mm-hmm. a design feature mm-hmm. and a lot of us i mean i've done stuff with plywood but you know i've turned the plies into a feature rather than covering it up with edge banding or whatever so of course you take it and you go i'm not just going to embrace it i'm going to turn it into art so what goes through what goes through your mind when you look at this and you go, I think this could be really interesting. Like do you how do you approach looking at something so ordinary and going, I can really make this beautiful? Like what was what's what was the catalyst? How did this get started for? Well and, and also how much how much of it is like pre planning versus you, you cut them out and then work figure out the patterns? Um so with the pattern plywood especially there's a lot of play there like it's a lot of um messing around with with the parts and figuring out what fits together especially like the later videos are are really experimental um the i had seen the chevron pattern and the herringbone pattern done before i'm definitely not taking credit for inventing that um Mm -hmm. but i I hadn't really seen it pushed very far i'd seen people Mm -hmm. do tabletops and do like surfaces or maybe little lid on a box or something um and i i was i was intrigued by that i'd also seen people carve it um there's one sculptor in uh, in England, I can't remember his name, but he, he had a couple carved pieces out of in grain plywood and he'd done like a W shape, um, pretty simple, but like kind of a proof of concept where 
when I looked at that, I was like, I just, I know I can run with this. Like, I know that there's a lot of creative leeway with this material and with this like technique. Um, but I don't think I realized how much until I actually started making it and messing with it. Uh, that first video became really, really apparent quickly that I, um, uh, like I could, I make when you're making, when you're making pattern plywood, you make a whole bunch of decisions, like how wide it is and how long it is. And, um, like the thickness of the plywood that you start out with, what kind of plywood you start out with. And every one of those decisions alters the pattern as you go through. So I found that, um, unlike a lot of things where you're like, Oh, you know, I figured out how to do this one task, this one, every time I approach it, it, it expands like exponentially, especially <laughs> when I got into hexagons, like the hexagon right. stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just, that it's, was amazing. <laughs> it was thanks. amazing. You just have this, these sheets of like you, ha and what was amazing to me was how, how many, how a few different shapes, a few basic shapes kind of became this like, okay, I can do a hexagon. I can do what looks like a cubert board. I can <laughs> do, you, you had like four or five different ideas that were just the, different compositions of the same the same cut shapes and that was mind-blowing to me it's like <laughs> i thought it was like you know you look at something like, and you see all the different patterns and you're like okay well i don't even know how he got there and it's like, there must be like a lot of different stuff and you're like no watch we'll do this and now watch we flip this and look at the pattern we get now we flip this piece and add this and look at what we get and it's like whoa <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the that's my favorite thing about the pattern plywood stuff is that it is approachable like i i've been working right. really hard in these videos especially the ones where it's just how to make pattern plywood i've got two of them out there um and they usually actually do better than the projects themselves because people see that and they are like oh i could make you know the sides of a speaker cabinet out of this yeah. or i could make a decorative box out of this or a cutting board or yeah. um you know a, a keychain holder it, it, it's well, endless it, it, it's beyond it's beyond the it's not a project it's it's the tools that you need for endless projects it, right and it's exactly cheap, and it's a cheap approachable material yeah. which Mm -hmm. I feel like I was watching. So be, before we came on tonight, I was watching videos of cutting board because I love watching people make cutting boards for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching these guys with wood and I'm like, I just, the God's honest truth. I don't even have a place near me to just go and buy a good size piece of walnut. Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't have a place where I can go, you know, oh, I need a, I need a two foot long piece of plywood, a uh, two foot long piece of cherry. Like, I don't have a place. If I want a two-foot-long piece of cherry, I either have to order it from somewhere, or at some point, if Woodcraft opens up, I can go and pay four times what it's going to cost me pretty much anywhere else. I don't have that near me. And I watch all these great projects, and I'm like, well, I can still work with maple and use all the really cool woods as accent woods because I really can't get large pieces of it. But when I watch you do stuff, I'm like, hmm, I can <laughs> go to Home Depot right now and have buy a full sheet of plywood... And that's like 50 projects. So yeah. it's it's great to see, you know, you you embrace it that way. Um, ben does. Um, they, they Everybody's doing like, I see more and more people working with pine and just staining it or painting it. And I feel like the, the makerspace is going away from boutique woodworking a little bit mm -hmm. back towards I want to make stuff and I want to show people how they can make stuff with stuff that they can just go buy. And I right. really do appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I've been working with plywood for years for that exact reason. Like you can buy mm -hmm. a sheet of plywood for, I mean, it's getting more and more expensive, but like my nice sheets of plywood, they're 50 bucks. Like, right. Mm -hmm. 
it's nothing insane, you know, right, right. And, and, and when you think how many projects, like you were saying, Vincent, about like how many projects you can make out of that one sheet of plywood, it's, it's really endless. Um, it, I've been uh, like, I have trouble even throwing the scraps away because they're so pretty. I've got, I literally have a box, actually my pattern plywood box is full of pattern plywood bits, <laughs> um, which is really funny. Like you open it up and it's like it's total visual chaos. You, I mean, you just like can't even focus on things. There's so many patterns going on in there. I well, I, I know this wouldn't be something that you'd probably be interested in, but like I, I see a market for that, selling sheets or pieces of pattern plywood to people. I bet yeah. people would buy that in a second. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if somebody out there knows how to help me make that happen. It'd be awesome. But, um, you know, I, I could def if if you could manufacture it uh, right. at scale, it would be it would be pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, countertops, I, th- I just see I could see people doing crazy like, yeah, you know, but, uh, designers and stuff like that. Even, you know, not outside of the woodworking, definitely incorporating that into, the, you know, home oh, home decor you know and then if you think about it like it doesn't even necessarily have to be the center of the project it could just be a really cool accent like mm-hmm. imagine just a coffee table with a border an inside border of pattern plywood patterns just all the way around it like just you start you start wandering when you see something <laughs> like this it's like wow right. you really can do a lot with this and then i was thinking everything and this is what's really funny I was thinking of everything in the terms of flat surfaces and whatever. And then I don't know how I didn't realize, by the way, I didn't put two and two together when you did the stool. I didn't, I kind of forgot and don't take this the wrong way, but I forgot about the stool and I'm like, well, the pattern ply was really cool for making flat stuff. I like that. And then you come out with the bowls and it's like, (laughs) son of a, what the (laughs) hell? Like, okay, now you're taking it three dimensional. Yeah. And, so you worked with you worked with Arbor Tech on that one. They did the um, they gave you um, a turbo plane for it. it was and you used the contour sander, right? Yeah, yeah. So Ar- Arbor Tech's a like a, they're a great sponsor of my channel, and um, they've been fantastic to work with and really giving me free reign. They just, I, I actually I approached them at WorkbenchCon the first year and just was like, you know what, I do carving and I really want access to these tools. And at the mm-hmm. time, I just couldn't afford to buy them. So. They, the first video, which is the melting table video, they just sent me out product um, for that. And I, I carved the melting table with that. And they're like, hey, let's keep, let's keep working together. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so we've done uh, three projects together, the melting table, the stool, uh, the, the pattern plywood stool, and then the power carved bowls that I just put out. Um, and yeah, Arbortech's been um, really supportive and you know, fortunately, that their their tools. We didn't know how it was going to work with the pattern plywood, whether it was going to chip out. Right. But, okay. So um, that it was works gonna really my, well. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, were you like gritting your teeth as you put it down for the first time? Because I would have been. I know. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it is a pretty aggressive disc, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's not crazy. I've definitely had more aggressive things, and yeah, yeah. You know, there's like the Excalibur with the oh, yeah. saws on the <laughs> teeth. So it's not that, but. Um, yeah, I was nervous, uh, and and it will pull end grain out, like edge grain, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is something to be cautious of. But you kind of get a feel for it. I mean, the first one was the stool video where I actually used the the turbo plane on it, and um, 
And yeah, I mean, it gets a great finish. I, I, I've got a feeling it's dulling the blade a lot faster than if you were just carving mm-hmm. walnut or something. Oh, um, interesting. But you can sharpen it with like right. a, with a file. So um, I'm, I'm probably going to sh- tune it up the next time I use it because I think I've put it through its paces already. Is that from the, the glue on the laminate, you think? Or yeah, like... yeah, the glue is actually pretty aggressive. Um, I remember uh, Matthias Wandel did a... a a video years ago testing planar blades with uh, with plywood, and he was actually finding that his planar blades would would start getting little chips and dings from from the the glue in the plywood. Interesting, huh? Um, so, oh boy, uh, so you cl- combine that with a lot more glue, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I add I add copious amounts more glue, and then so I if you watch the videos, I. This next one that's coming up, I actually do put it through the planer, but I'm real cautious about putting it through a thickness planer. I think a drum oops. sander is the ideal thing mm-hmm. for for the plywood, but oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you... Let me tell a funny story. Oh yeah. Um, so I made one piece because I wanted to try to make it, and I was gonna. Uh, I had this vision of making a catch-all for my nightstand, and I actually I think I tagged you in the picture of my story when I made it. And I was like, yeah, this is, um, this is my attempted pattern plywood. This is pretty cool. I like this. I put it through the planer to get it down. And I, I'm starting to realize, like, after I did that, mm. I've started to notice on my cutting boards little imperfections coming through the planer. And, okay, now I know. Now yep. I know. So I'm probably just going to have to change it. Now I'm going to just change the blades on my planer because now I know it's, that's probably what did it. Okay. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. So yeah. I, I, and planer you know, you can shift them, the planer blades a little bit sometimes to get rid of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, have been real cautious about it. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, it, in my videos, I want to cover all of this information to people, <laughs> but I, I also am like, it's getting pretty long in the tooth at this point. So. You're, not making, you're not making a 15 minute video that's going to have like 14 minutes of it, what you shouldn't do. Like, yeah, no one's going right. to watch that. Who's going to watch that? Exactly. Yeah, it's a tough balance for sure. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's really interesting. It's, it's very funny you pointed this out because I was actually thinking today, I'm like, well, I have another set of knives because I, I literally just made a board and it nicked the top of it. And it's never, that planer has never nicked anything. And I'm like, that's weird that it's doing that. Maybe I've just beat the blades too much. Maybe when I first got it, I was running the blades too tight, you know, pulling it down too far, too fast, taking too big a bite. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, wait a minute. Now I can pinpoint in my head, like, when did I start noticing this? It's like, oh, yeah, right after I made that little tiny slab of plywood through it. Okay. Now <laughs> yeah. it I had no idea that the glue did that. I figured the glue was softer than the wood, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's kind of a crazy thing. I, I talked to Clifford, Mike Clifford, about it um, at one point, uh, and he's the one that he told me that if you keep the plies in line with the planer blade, it won't chip unless, like, it won't it shouldn't chip the blade unless they're like patterns where it's kind of alternating side to side i don't know if that's true or not hmm. um and those the planer blades on my or the knives on mine uh my tool are very expensive so I'm, <laughs> I'm like i don't really want to test this out well and you, and you are doing pattern plywood so you are doing different angles right so <laughs> yeah yeah my that's goal true. My goal is to get a drum sander in the shop. Yeah, I've heard that. It's always so amazing to me. And drum sanders are one of those tools that are, like, exponentially more expensive than I would think they were. Like, versus a planer, right? Yeah. And and I don't know if there's just, there's not a, you know, affordable uh, offering or what. My my guess, and I'm just 
purely speculating is that it has to do with like the quantity of sales. Like there's not that many people buying yeah, drum okay. sanders, but there's a lot more people buying thickness planers. So yeah. they're like kind of a specialty tool. Yeah, to me it's one of those luxury tools that I would just kill to have. Like, yeah. I would love like doing cutting boards with a with a belt with a drum sander. Yeah. It's like a dream come true. I mean, it would first of all it would save me on the planer. The planer wouldn't be whacking at the freaking blades. But yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I was wa- yeah. like I just said, I was watching all the I'm watching all these cutting board videos for some reason the last couple of days, and all of them have these beautiful drum sanders, and you see it just go in one end, come out the other. <laughs> it's like, yep, my sanding is done. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I actually almost bought one when I did the 141 pr- frames video. It would have. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, well, see, that's it's funny because that's the kind of thing that it makes a lot of sense for. You just throw your slats on there and just let it pull them all through, and you're mm-hmm. good to go. Yep. Oh, man, that is yeah, that is there's that's that's definitely a luxury tool. The other luxury tool that I keep thinking I need to find a justification for, and I just can't justify the cost is a jointer. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to get like a a tiny little bench top one because then that's just a thing I have to move around my shop. Like if I'm gonna get one. And it's going to save me time. It's going to have to be like a full size one that I, you know, maybe a 13 inch one, not 13, actually not 13 inch. That's ridiculous. But yeah, you know, the wide <laughs> 13 inch plane. Yeah. I'm just going to put the whole cutting board through it. Screw it. <laughs> but, um, that's a, that's yeah. a terrifying maneuver too. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I watched, I was watching this guy before and he was doing, he was working on the planer and he was putting the stuff over the jointer rather. He's putting the stuff over the jointer and he had no push block on the top, and he just got his hand on it. And I'm just like, mm, I don't want to be a safety scold, but I really want to be a safety scold right now. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? You're gonna, you that thing kicks out. Your hands going into the blade. You're gonna be stumpy. It's gonna be a whole mess. You don't want to yeah. do that. Uh, epic video. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great for it'd be great for his channel subs, I guess. <laughs> so the let the one you did a project recently on your. On your Instagram stories mm-hmm. with these giant picture frames uh, and animals. Picture fr- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, the so, skull, the, yeah, the outdoor, so, outdoor frame. Yeah, the yeah. diorama. Yeah, diorama, is, yeah. Is that ever going to be a video or <sighs> yes. is that just, okay, okay. Yes. So <laughs> that, the story on that, um, it's, it's based on an art piece uh, because I, I've been a practicing artist for a number of years, like ever since I graduated college. So I show in museums and art galleries, more art galleries than museums. That makes me sound <laughs> way too famous. No, um, but this, this is one of the few museum shows I've ever had um, was, was planned for June this year. And uh, so it was a piece that I was making for uh, the Ellen Noel art museum, art museum in Odessa, Texas. And they, they've been awesome to work with and they wanted me to teach a class for, um, for high school and middle school students on things that they could do, um, to make artwork and, um, teach them sculpture. And so we, we were looking through my body of work and, uh, and looked back at a piece that I made in, I think 2014. Um, and it's a, it's a natural history diorama that's built outside where the diorama itself is the natural landscape. I built a, a, a seven foot by 14 foot wide frame that disassembles and reassembles on location. Um, and then created all these, um, plywood animals that, that are painted that go out into the field. And so the way that, you, that it works is when you walk around, when you look at it from the side, you don't see anything cause they're, they're flat. 
And then as you approach the frame and turn the corner, the whole diorama reveals itself and you can find all these animals in, in, in this case, it was a, uh, like a field of tall grass. Um, and, and so I, they, they, they suggested revisiting that and I'm, I've been wanting to revisit it for years. So, um, that's what I, that's, what I set out to do. And, and right before the whole COVID-19 thing, I was, um, in line to do this show and building up the work. And I, I shoot in a video, the videos all shot and everything. Um, I'm still like, I wanted to get one more day of shooting, but then we had the no, uh, like the, uh, the quarantine happened. And so I had a crew helping me out. All yeah, that. Tyler Bell was there, right? Yeah, right, Tyler yeah. was helping out. Um, and yeah, it was, it was it was super fun. It was like such a great day. We were out in uh, one of the Seattle parks, which is, uh, you know, it's it looks like you're in like some sort of lost world. It, right, it's it like Jurassic Park or something. Totally, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. And I just found it from doing like a Google image search uh, or Google map search and just looked at like people's photos that they had taken in different parks around Seattle. And I saw that, I uh, saw that spot and I was like, wow, that's amazing. I've never heard of that park before. And so, um, anyway, long story short ish, uh, <laughs> uh, the video's shot. I've been trying to figure out how to release it. The, the show got postponed until next summer. So a, oh, wow. over wow. a year from now. So it was a weird thing where I was shooting that video partially as pr promotion for the show right and so i um like I, it's hard it's weird to like it's hard to figure out when to release something like that when it's it's well because you, you know, want it to be promotional right i mean yeah 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 so yeah, promoting it now is just not going to be there's no point in really doing no it and so I, I was hit, I was like okay so that's that was a, a pet project right mm -hmm. um for my channel it's not something that I have no idea what kind of viewership that's going to get. Um, I can't put that on a sponsor um, mm -hmm. because it could get 5,000 views. It could get, you know, 500,000 views. You just don't know with something that weird. Um, so I decided to take a step back. I had a, um, and, and just focus on some stuff that I could do in the shop, fulfill the needs of some sponsors, um, fulfill the, I mean, honestly, I, I went to pattern plywood because I know people are at home right now and like, right. it's something that they can make easily out of scraps. They probably already have. So mm -hmm. I've just been leaning hard into that. I have the footage for the other um, video. I haven't started editing it yet. It's a beast, but it, it'll come out. It'll probably come out this summer. I was, I can't I was wait. watching. I was watching because you do. You are one of the most active Instagram story people that I follow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I was watching it and I'm like, this is one of the coolest projects he's done so far. I'm really digging this. Like I was into it. And it was funny because I was seeing it on yours and then I was seeing it on Tyler's. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, he's really like this is going to be so cool when it's done. And <laughs> then there was no video. And I'm yeah. like, oh, OK. Um, I also I remember being like, oh, I want to be there. Like, I want to be out in the woods, like setting up these things. It looks so fun. It did. Look, you guys look like you were yeah. having the greatest time. And that was kind of what made me like want to see the polished finished video like the whole story like behind the animal story yeah well I this guess. is good to good to hear because i kind of live in a vacuum over here so you know <laughs> i don't always hear what people think of these projects i got good feedback from it you know yeah. over instagram but it's it's always hard to tell and it's probably not the best move to not release a video after doing that much um, <laughs> stuff but I, I you know again i um i was trying to 
react to a whole bunch of other stuff, but it's definitely coming out and I'll definitely like, I'll tease it more like i'll put it on instagram and, and build up to the video so that people know that it, know when it's going to come out yeah exactly i feel like you could release a bunch of those stories again and, totally. yeah. and, and i've got loads of unseen footage at this yeah, point yeah. like we didn't yeah. really share a whole lot of the actual photo shoot day uh, think, that's awesome i think what made it so good was that conceptually it was just such a cool freaking idea like yeah. what and the scale of it was awesome thanks yeah, yeah tell me about it it's filling up my shop right now <laughs> oh right yeah you i guess you had to take it yeah, yeah wow yeah, right. i didn't even think it. of that <laughs> it's Wait. supposed to be at a museum right now oh man i did you know it's funny you said it didn't click in my head till you said it's in your shop i'm like oh yeah wow he's got to store all that down <laughs> next i didn't even yeah. think of that yeah it's i fortunately have two spaces so you don't see it on camera, but the other room is pretty clogged. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask. So, are you gonna do? Are you pl- gonna do any more melting um, type projects? That's definitely um, yes, yes. It's definitely gonna happen. I, I I haven't decided what it's gonna be or quite when. It might be the next Arbor Tech video. Um, the the thing that I didn't do it was the timing issue is that I made I've already made a second melting table out of walnut oh and it actually came out better than the original (laughs) melting table so I should have shot a video but I didn't because I was under some time constraints but um but I definitely want to do a walnut piece because it looks amazing in walnut oh I can imagine it's like all the angles and the shadows yeah it's really cool so it's sort of like finding a board with some really beautiful curls in it and some nice features in it and then um carving it up for sure i'm gonna i'm gonna do something that i i hate when people do so i apologize in advance (laughs) but i would love to see like a you know a dolly melting clock Mm. i think that would be insane if you could ever do that wow yeah that's a good idea oh boy so Did sorry, I, write that no, down. It's all right. <laughs> that's that's our ne- that's actually the challenge. It was a dolly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh well, yep. I've got this one in the bag. Then. <laughs> well, we'll just watch. You know what it is? We'll just take your your table. And we'll use After Effects, and we'll just overlay <laughs> a clock on it and be like, look what I did. Yeah. And no, that's not Michael Alm, that's me. <laughs> we, are at, we are at the usual stopping point, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hit the sponsors, and then we'll come back. We'll talk a little more with Michael, and we'll do the, uh, weekly, the weekly fun segments. So we'll be right back. And we are back. So... Today is a momentous occasion because after 45 episodes of Because We Make, we actually have a question for a guest from a non-host, which is an, an epic moment in our history. <laughs> so Michael is um, one of my favorite YouTubers, but he also happens to be one of my wife's favorite YouTubers, which is really cool. So I know that when there's a new Michael Alm video, I'm not allowed to watch it without her. It's just oh, that's awesome. Way, yeah, it's just the way it goes. She really... She really likes your style. She likes your vibe. She likes your artistic um, sensibilities. So the question she wanted to know, and it's interesting because I would should have thought to ask it, but she thought to ask it, who do you get your inspiration from? Like what YouTubers or like what artists, like who inspires you to do the stuff that you do and who do you get your inspiration from? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I'd say a lot of places like... I, I definitely, I'm always looking, looking for inspiration, looking for, for different things. 
I mean, I go to a lot of art museums, or I, at least I did before everything um, <laughs> closed down. So that was that's one of my big things is that um, whenever I'm in a, in a city or, or whatever, I have to see like their major art museum or, or whatever museum. I'm big into natural history museums and, and stuff like that. Um, I actually have a, a whole bunch of highlighted stories because I usually do an, a story on Instagram whenever I go to a museum so I can kind of share it with other people. So hopefully it gets other people inspired. Um, if it's like on platform on YouTube, I'm trying to think who, who I'm into right now. I really like, um, I think it, is it make anything Devin? Oh, Devin. Yeah. Yeah. Devin's Devin's fantastic. I think he's just brilliant. And, um, his videos are amazing. His work is amazing as a designer. Um, I really like I'm gobsmacked by his abilities and, um, uh, uh, he reminds, in a way, his sensibilities kind of coincide nicely with yours because he's very much into the the aesthetic approach to mm-hmm. something rather than just the functionality of it, right? Totally. Like, what, perfect example mm-hmm. of it was when he did the, um, the, the Cosmic Golf putt-putt and everything that he did was all the 3D printed parts and it was all about making this space-themed putt-putt green. And it was just so freaking cool. It was... He clearly put a ton of thought into, I want this to be space-themed, and I want this to have, <laughs> you know, a certain vibe to it. And everything he does, even something as fun as his um, his rejected animals, which is just yeah. one of the <laughs> funnest things ever. I bought Those the sticker awesome. set because I'm like, these are so cool. I have to have the stickers. Like, yeah. He's super talented. And, yeah, it's interesting that you picked him because I could see where you and him, like, if you collaborated on a project, it would be an awesome project. Oh, I'd love that. He's Yeah, I think he's brilliant. Uh, let's see other other people. I really like Winter Garden Martin, um, who does the the marble machine. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, okay, yep. Wow. I think, I think he's he's like skilled on a level that is hard to even <laughs> fathom. Like his music skills, amazing. His engineering skills are amazing and getting better every time you watch him. He just posted a video that I I can't recommend enough. Like like he posted a video about his how he focuses and like how he's learned to deal with losing focus over the years because he's been making the same machine for i don't know how many years at this point like three or four years oh wow um and uh that video really gave me a lot of um like you know i think all of us that work for ourselves struggle with this ability to keep motivated and keep moving like i and not not getting distracted um during a work week so right uh because we don't have any structure i mean a lot of people are discovering this now with the, yeah with for the first yeah. time what it's really like i mean it's great in many ways but it's also really challenging in other ways and so um uh, martin's recent i think it's his it's most recent winter garden wednesdays or or maybe it was last last weeks but it's super good um him talking through his thought process. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, he's that's a good that's a good one. By the way, his the mechanics of what he makes is just ridiculous. Yeah. His videos are amazing. His mechanics are amazing. His collaborations with other people are pretty awesome. And then um, I'm always watching Laura Comp's videos all yeah. the time. Like there, I don't think there's been a a week I haven't watched her videos. 
Um, she comes up every single yeah. week. When we yeah. have a guest, it's it's amazing. Some, Everyone loves her videos. Every, yeah. every guest that we've ever had mentions her at least once. It's amazing. She's you know, just that influential on people. Well, yeah. you know what it is. I mean, it's she. I mean, she's the she's a Jimmy DeResta. I mean, she is because I always put the two together. In yeah, me too. I, I I do as well. And and I don't mean I don't mean that to to diminish either one of them. They're their own people. But but I mean that in the in the most positive way is that she is one of she, her videos and her projects and everything like just strike a chord with people from all different like a lot of different. Um, angles like the, the people from that like different things all seem to like her videos and her mm-hmm. aesthetics and uh, and I, so it's it's the same kind of attitude that she's she just really universal she did a really good job of not pigeonholing herself into yeah. one thing you know she does you know there's fabrication there's woodworking there's construction i mean she's she's not afraid to she does electronics she does it's it's amazing to me the depth of her knowledge on so many different subjects. She's not just, you know, a one-trick pony, mm-hmm. which is probably why she's as popular as she is, because anyone who's making anything can probably find her making a similar thing that you're making. Yeah. You know, it's that or, ins- or inspire you to, to make to, or to try something different. I mean, exactly. that's the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Which, or, it's, a, it's an impressive thing to be able to pull off because, um, right. like, people a lot of people say like you need to niche down to be on mm. on mm-hmm. youtube and and there is truth to that like they, they need to be able to recognize you as the guy that does such and such or the girl that does this or, or you know um it, it it's it, it, and to be i mean i want to see all everybody's like extreme talents but like to be able to find them and be it searchable mm-hmm. and, and, and not like lose an audience because one day you're doing metalworking and another day you're doing woodworking. Um, it's just impressive that she can vary what she does enough, but aesthetically she says she, I think it's her, like it's her look that is what mm-hmm. grounds her. Like I could probably identify a piece of her furniture or something that she's made just without really like, you know, yeah, without without knowing it, I could pick it out in the lineup for sure. Well, there's some continuity to all of her projects that there they can be very different projects, but there's the continuity between them that you know it's a Laura Conf project mm-hmm. somehow, right? I don't know what it is, but you know who I think of in the same vein, vein as Laura Conf is Chris from Get Hands Dirty, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. same kind of same kind of vibe where it's like today she's doing something where she's making you know a game with her CNC. And then just just let, this past weekend, I think it was, she did the clouds, the cloud light, light fixture in her bathroom in her new apartment. Mm-hmm. And the week before, she did storage for these. She made these laundry baskets, these hampers that were hung way up high on the wall in her bathroom. And she, she's basically turned her bathroom into two really artistic projects for things that are just like everyday things, like a ceiling light fixture and laundry hampers like how is that exciting to anybody but you watch the videos like oh man i love watching her make stuff like i could just watch her make stuff all day yeah. long, you know and i see her kind of the same way i see laura you know i think she's got one of those really cool just make anything go at anything give anything a try and you know get your hands dirty and just do it <laughs> you know i think it's funny is that i think she was one of the other uh channels on my first episode that i <laughs> oh really yeah, it was, it, right, Vincent, wasn't it? I think it was Laura and Michael and a couple others, but yeah. 
Hmm. So I've got one channel that you guys probably have not heard of. Oh, Uh-oh. yes. Uh, this oh, is my boy. favorite. I, uh, here I'm we go. Cur- I'm really curious if you've heard of this guy. Uh, he goes by Schmode. It's S-H-M-O-X-D. Uh, you got me there. Never. Wait, heard. all right, hold on. I'm typing it in right now. Hold on. What is it? O-X-D. S- there he is. S-H-M-O-X-D. I think he just pronounces it. Oh, sorry. My cat just jumped in front of the microphone. Give me a second. Right. <laughs> that happens to Vincent yeah. from time to time. It's, uh, it's his dinner time. Um, put any image on to it. Oh, sorry. Yep. I just searched it. Okay. So, I got him. Yeah, Schmode, he does a whole bunch of like kind of crafty things. Um, a lot of it's like fi- what we've called in the art world fiber arts, where um, like it's a lot of stitching and weaving and things like that. His videos are on point. Like the first time you watch one, you're like, who is this weirdo? Um, and then when you start watching his, his video editing is amazing. Like to the, he's, you know, whatever, whatever they're called, Gen Z um, <laughs> to the max. And he has like, uh, like he understands editing software that in a way that I will never understand. Um, but he's super creative. His projects are amazing. His like cadence, his narrations really fun to listen to. And, um, I, 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 I've been enjoying his channel a lot lately. All right. I'm looking at two videos right now. It's I wove a wicker skull. Yeah. A wicker skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to tool, how to tool leather, which um, obviously applies. I have a red bar on one of these, so I have watched his videos before. Oh, my oh, God. Nice. I'm excited. Um, how to make enamel pins at home. I actually watched that video. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, it's so got 1.1 I... million views. I'm looking at it, too. That's good. <laughs> I, I, was looking, I was scrolling through. I'm like, oh, look, there's a red bar. I must have watched this already. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah, wow. Okay, cool. Well, new sus- you got uh, one more subscriber. <laughs> make it two. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 tr- I'll try anything once. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, that's I love I love when I love when somebody can turn me on to somebody new because it's I, rare I, nowadays, I feel like. Oh, it just feels like you know, especially when you're you're kind of my YouTube has kind of become my morning routine, so I sit there while I eat breakfast, I watch YouTube, and then when I'm done with breakfast, I stop watching YouTube and I get to whatever it is I need to do for the day. And I found that some mornings I wake up and it's like, "Oh, nobody uploaded anything last night, and I don't know what else to watch because I just watch my people and now I don't know what to watch today." So, this is a good one. This is a good one. Some and he he apparently uploads relatively regularly. Yeah. So, yeah, relatively regularly. Every couple of weeks he puts a video. Good. Good one. Yeah, good one. And that's not even his thing of the week. Right. <laughs> bonus no. content. Bonus, yeah. bonus content. Yeah, I should have saved those up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we're all friends here. You could mm-hmm. you could just spew content all day long and <laughs> no one's going to tell you otherwise. Uh, one more thing, just going way back to your stories when you're at like a museum or anything like that. Yeah. I really do appreciate those. So Oh, good. Keep doing those. You, uh, you know who else does it? Is Johnny uh, JT Woodworks? He does that too. Oh, and, sweet. And I, I enjoy them. He, you know, you guys do it from like, uh, like um, bonsai tree gardens and stuff like that, and I love it. So yeah. keep doing that. Yeah, I, I just started doing it really early on, like before I had um, that many people following my stuff. But I like, I'm trying to push people to 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 like art. see more things <laughs> you know yeah. art art is actually this kind of hard thing to it, it, it intimidates people mm-hmm. um and like i you know i've got 
like I can talk art, but I don't think it's very fun for people to just have me talk at them about art. I want people to realize why I'm passionate about art and hopefully open people's eyes to like, this doesn't have to be intimidating. It's just like, it's, it's inspiration. It's stuff that's like important to our culture. And, um, you know, I, I think it gets ignored a lot and I, I, you know, I, I think my work's better because of it. And hopefully I can instill that in other people or, you know, help people see some new stuff. Well, and I think too, for at least in our space, I think there's a, there's a value to art for inspiration for create you know, creating making, I don't know. I, I get inspired from something and it's not, it's a painting or whatever. And then that inspires a design for me. And, and I think there's something to be said to that for that. And mm-hmm. I think people undervalue that. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's I think that's frighteningly accurate. By the way, <laughs> yeah. I I for me, art was. Hmm. How do I say this without sounding like an ass? <laughs> I'm just gonna say it because just go for people, it. People already know I'm an ass. Um, art for me was always for, when I was growing up. I mean, we grew up relatively poor. Um, I was not like poor, like you know, we were eating dirt sandwiches you know i don't mean that kind of i mean the kind of poor where it's like like the casual poor where it's like oh yeah we just don't have a lot of luxuries you know what i mean and luxury was like oh we get to go to burger king for dinner you know like that was luxury Mm -hmm. for us you know it's like oh we're getting to go out to eat and art was what rich people did so i didn't grow up with a lot of art but what i had the fortune of was i grew up around a carpenter my dad was a carpenter and my grandfather was an incredible artist, draftsman, and musician. So I didn't get to go to like museums and see art that way until, I, I, sad to say, probably until I was much, much older, like in my 30s. Mm. Um, and I went into Dia Beacon, which is the Metropolitan Museum of Art. They have... Um, a small offshoot museum of modern art up yeah. in up here. And it is just it's a, supposed to it's be a, incredible. It's, it's phenomenal. I mean, honestly, if you've never even been, I know, I think Keith decent still listens. He actually lives in beacon. And I feel like if you, if you've never been there, it's a, it's actually a reason to go there. Yeah. Like it's that good. It's a great museum. I went in there and I, I was like, Oh, some of this stuff is really weird. But what you start seeing and you start experiencing is this, oh, yeah, but you don't have to like everything here, you know? Yeah. And I didn't know how to look at art. Right. I, I really didn't. It, it, there's an art to looking at art, <laughs> which is kind of weird to me because I didn't understand that. I thought like, oh, I go in there and I look at the picture and I go, oh, okay, that's cool. And I go on to the next thing. Yeah. But I went into, there's a display by um, Saul Lewitt in that museum. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I, I just, I get goosebumps. Think, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it because I actually have the book from the exhibition. It's the history of the exhibition. That's awesome. And one of the things that really hit me when I saw it, that whole exhibition wasn't put up by him. No. It was put up by his students in tribute to him. It's their work. And it blew my mind. Like, this guy, his art was so beautiful and yet approachable that his students were able to replicate it in a museum. So you want to know a little bit about Saul Lewitt? 
Oh my yes. god, yes, please. I love Saul. I have I like I said, I have he's, the book in he's my one of bookcase. my favorites. He's amazing. And he he I mean, I really could yammer on for a long time about him. Oh, but feel um, free. One <laughs> of the big sorry. <laughs> no, I'm out for it. One of the big things that he used to do was he he wouldn't actually he's he's part of a minim, minimalist movement and um he was trying to remove the artist hand from artwork. So mm-hmm. What he did was he built sets of instructions to build yes. artwork. Yes. And, and so his art pieces, I, I think, I mean, if not all of them, most of them, uh, he never actually physically touches. Um, but he, he, like, what they buy, it's really similar. To, it's actually similar to the banana, you know, the duct tape banana um, on the wall, where, mm-hmm. like, people bought that for, what was it, like, Uh, I can't remember what the price was. It was a ridiculous number, yeah. Like $150,000 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very similar to that in that, like, you're selling an idea. um, And and so he sells the concept of the art piece, and then the art museum or whoever, he used to have, like, assistants that would do it. Mm -hmm. um, They build it. And, and, you know, he's questioning where, where the artist is in the whole is scenario. it the idea or is or it the whole person process, who, puts yeah. it, who puts it on the wall, who, which is the artist? Yeah, it, it helps his work that his work is stunning. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's really captivating when you're in there. And the cool thing about it is sometimes the, the, the instructions are so vague that depending on the location, the art, piece of art changes. Um, I actually have a friend here in town who uh, got to work on an installation when they were reinstalling one of his old pieces, because they can do that. They have the instructions. So Mm -hmm. um, it's literally a mural that my buddy Roy went and installed in this location. And the installation was like, you know, paint six stripes, this color, uh, this size on this wall. And then like he didn't know what the final piece looked like until he was done actually making it. And like, it was this really beautiful layered color piece um, that he painted, but he wasn't the artist. The artist is right. right. They did. So at, at Dia Beacon, all of the different exhibits are in these like mini, they're like big, big, big cubicles. And in one of them, in one of them, the work stretches around all the sides of the cubicle. And it's just, the, the individual squares are probably about two feet by two feet. They're just really huge. And then on one wall is what I like to call the answer key. And it's like box one, a straight line circumscribing two circles. <laughs> and you look up and you're like, okay. And now you start looking at them and you look at it completely differently. It's like, oh, wow, this is just like almost like a recipe for how yeah. to do what's on the wall. It's so, it's, I, I love it so it's much. It's so cool. I'm so glad you had that experience. Like, that's, oh, I, that's what I love about art, is that experience of like, wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much of it there. Like, there's, there's, this one, there's this one part of it where it's just squares, and there's like a lot of multicolored lines, just a lot of really tightly patterned multicolored lines. And what you realize is that they, that none of them match that they're they are the same patterns but the colors are different from a distance you can't see that but when you look up close and you get like almost a nose distance away from it you're like wow that's made up of lines that are like super tightly next to each other and then you take another step back and all of a sudden you can see those same lines that you couldn't see a minute ago because you know they're there now and just i get so excited because <laughs> I go in there, and yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff there, and there's exhibits that come and go, 
But I spend so much time at his stuff. I could spend a whole visit at his stuff and just leave. Yeah. That's just how much I enjoy looking that at it. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really funny because I've never brought up his name ever and had anyone know who the hell I was talking about. You are literally the first <laughs> person. And I'm so excited because he was the first artist I ever saw that I was like, I love this guy's work. Yeah. Like, I really totally love this guy's work. And to have someone else that's really into it, it's like, oh, now I feel, see, Michael, now I feel like we have, we have a thing now. <laughs> Vincent, I think that needs to be a bonus thing of the week. Yeah, it's all of it. Oh my God! Yes, the 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 Dia Beacon really Dia Beacon is absolutely a must visit in New York. It's yeah. if you go into New York City, you can take Metro North up to Beacon, and it's like a a ten minute walk. Okay, I, I think when I go to the Catskill Mountain Maker Camp next next time in this October, that's like that's a big goal of mine is to it. go to Dia Beacon. When you're in town, when you're in town, you let me know. I'll meet you there, and we can do it together, because I have to do this with another fan of the guy. I have to. <laughs> that sounds I just, awesome. Yeah. I absolutely have to, but yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, this so, is... so, Vincent, you can actually go on my stories, and Crystal Bridges, there is a beautiful Soloit uh, uh, painting there at the Crystal Bridges Museum, which is highlighted in my stories. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm looking right out. now. Mm-hmm. I am. Once my DNS starts working again, I will. <laughs> I can't load any websites right now, by the way. It's a oh. miracle that, that Cast is still running. But That's good. I guess since I'm not running anything, I'm not loading anything else, but I will definitely check it out. I actually just made a note for myself. That is, wow. Yeah. This is, this is amazing. Like, I'm so excited right now. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, it's weird. It's so weird because, like, there's books. There's a book about him that I have that I, I love. I just flip through it from time to time just to look at it. And... I mean, Michael, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, he seems like he's relatively obscure. And I, I feel like it's like an inside club if you know people like this. Like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. And he does, you know, it's relatively obscure in, our, in your world. But to me, you know, like, am I wrong about that? Is he or I, is he more well known than I know? Or? I mean, he's kind of in a niche group. Like, he is one of the foremost minimalists out there between him and Donald Judd and uh, oh, who's the... Uh, the guy that does spirals um there's there's not a whole like it was a fairly short-lived movement and but he's you know he was pretty prolific but not all of his stuff's on display because a lot of it just exists as instructions and they get temporarily installed so you know if you're not looking for it you Mm -hmm. you could really easily miss his work sometimes it's just stripes on a wall and you're just like well that's cool you know they look like you look at it for like a second yeah they look like pieces that people would just instagram selfie in front of so well, I, I'm 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 kind of embarrassed to say that I have at least two <laughs> pictures of me in front of his work. There's no there's no shame in that. You at least read the plaque and you were able. That's to, true. Yeah. I did, and it it it's it's really funny because I not only read it, but I was like sitting there, and the one that I said that was really big in that room, I was like looking at every instruction to see each one, like to just like, oh, that's, that's how awesome. they interpreted that. Okay, cool. What was fun is like, don't look at the stuff on the wall. Just look at the instructions and think about how you would how you would represent what they wrote and then go look and see what, what comes up and see how close you can kind of come to what the person who put it up's interpretation was. I just, wow. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, man. This is, I have a smile on my face that I can't <laughs> even convey right now. This is making me so, so happy. Oh, just. See, that's the power of art. This is what I want. That's what I, <laughs> I want people to see this a little more. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's so great. Sweet. Um, why don't we do our usual fun weekly stuff and we'll kick it off with um our video of the week and 
you know, it's funny. This was actually, um, Ethan and I, we kind of knew what was going to be the video of the week. And I may have accidentally leaked it to people in advance, but it was a small group of people <laughs> in advance. But our video of the week this week was so easy, it just had to be. Um, our friend Justin, Bare Naked, did yeah, a stacked leather pen. And it is just a phenomenal piece of work. A f- absolutely phenomenal piece of work. So he took um, a bunch of black leather and he put a pen kit through it. And he shaped it, and he made what is literally one of the coolest things I've, I think I've ever seen. But it's literally, so if you imagine it, it's layers of leather. Like, think, one layer, think, another layer, another layer, stacked all the way the length of a pen, and then he turned it on the lathe. That's which, so cool. to me, was, like, insane. Insane. Like, yeah. Why would you do that? You have to get out of your mind. Um, he did say. He did say on our chat... That it did catch once or twice. But oh yeah, for yeah. The most part, for the most part, it stayed together. I was surprised it stayed together. I mean, that means your turning tools are really sharp. So good yeah. job on that one. Um, it just inspired me to try it now. So yeah. I'm like, and he didn't do it with a laser. He like <laughs> did it with like old school epoxy so, leather and yeah, turning it. I'm so. I'm I'm really impressed, Justin. I'm I'm not gonna say. And Justin is my pen guy, by the way. Um, he is my pen guy, so I'm starting to know Justin as pen guy, and I sent him. <laughs> I actually sent him a cutoff from my checkerboard cutting board, and it's Paduke and Maple, and I'm like, here, see if you can uh, make a pen out of that for me. And he's like, okay, and we'll see what we get out of it. But well, yeah, well it's funny because I did. Uh, me and uh, Shopcat did a pen and wood uh, pen. I think last week or two weeks ago. And I, I was like, Justin, if you ever want, you know, anything, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> he's like, I got, I got something coming. He's like, don't worry about it. And he totally blew it away. It's amazing. So that's awesome. Yeah, they're gorgeous. They're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. yeah he does. Right he, now. What I love about what I love about Justin is that he's a really talented guy, and he is just. I, I, I know that pens aren't new for him, but he has just gotten to. He's just making gorgeous pens. Like, yeah, these are just like stunning the my my pen my beloved pen my justin original is my favorite pen now yeah by far i love this pen so much and just seeing him just blowing up with these great ideas and like just going yeah i think i'm just going to take this to the next level it's going to have to be well that's exactly it i mean that that's that's the best part and that's i think what we all do as makers and stuff like that is when you can you take an idea and you say how can i flip it how can i do a different angle on it and uh and and that comes from us all being inspired by each other not it's not a, a competition kind of thing it's it's like Oh, I'm inspired. This person did this. How can I do something different? And it, and you come up with a really cool new idea. And I love that. I, I was so excited. When he sent me a picture of what he was making, I was like, that is an amazing idea. Go for it. Like, that's, I can't wait to see it. So, so in Morley's chat last weekend, he held it up and I went, oh my God, no way. Is that what I think it is? And everybody's <laughs> like, dude, did you make a leather pen <laughs> like yeah guess he did i guess he did and one of our one of our friends john cool Kuy- oh god sorry john um john bought bought it 
So it's yeah. like, it like, I have to have that. I want. So <laughs> nobody else gets to have one. I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder if uh, Justin's going to start making those for, um, for his store because boy. We'll see. I don't, I have, I, like, I feel like it might be labor intensive, but we'll see. I mean, you know, you never know. Man, hey. you streamline the process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it, that's what we all do, right? We're, we're all about streamlining our processes now. Because that's when you get like the laser some, cutter. Exactly, <laughs> well, exactly. Well, it's, that's exactly why I'm, that's, I told him right up front, I'm like, I'm totally riffing on this idea. I'm doing it like an old school S-wing hammer with stacked leather, white and black acrylic. So I can do the exact same pattern you would find on an old hammer. So I love it. That's I never awesome. thought, and the other thing that I loved about this was I never thought to do a pen without turning wood because I don't have a lathe. Mm-hmm. So I never thought of this as something that I could do. It's like I don't have a lathe, but I, but I have a laser, and I have leather. So well, that yeah. was I mean again, it's very different. But that was the same thing with me and Gavin about Shotcat. Like we were that we were at WorkbenchCon, and he was like, you know, you could like, there's no reason the pen kits come with a cylinder. There's no reason you can't wrap that with leather. Do that, and I was like, oh yeah, I never thought of that ever before. And to your point, it's just like. Oh, yeah. Why not? What? Why not? Why didn't I do that already? Right, yeah. exactly. And that's, it, it, what's the old saying? Like, aren't those like the best ideas mm-hmm. where somebody just goes, well, why aren't I doing that already? Right. <laughs> so, um, let's do our uh, things of the week. Uh, Michael, you want to go first? Uh, sure, yeah. So uh, we haven't mentioned this yet, so I might as well just talk about what I'm working on right now, which is uh, tambour. I'm like, I'm just obsessed with tambour which if people don't know what tambour is, it's the like roll top desk style um, where you put fabric on the backside of, uh, of strips of wood and then you run it around a, a, a sl- like a slot track and it, it, it functions like, I don't know, it's, it's like, like a rolling, fle- a rolling cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's flexible wood, which is what I probably would have done if I were in the, um, the bent wood challenge uh last time was because i've been thinking about this for a while um but i did a deep dive last week into how to make it and um and again laura Kampf, she she actually we were talking about it at the the catskill mountain maker camp and she's like yeah it's really not that hard so she kind of talked me through it um a bit and um yeah it's super simple um so that video is going to be coming out soon and um I've, I'm already thinking about more tambour, tambour projects. It's not going to be the last one. I saw you had, I think it was, was it yesterday or this morning, you had the first, like, first video of it in your story of it actually moving? Yeah, that yeah, was this morning. I think it was today, right? It must have yep. been today. Yeah, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it was yeah, early this morning. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It was one really of those things, cool. though, too. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it makes so much sense for what you do, too. I was like, yeah. it was like... I feel like he's he's done this before. No, no, he hasn't, but no, he he's going to crush it. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely my time, first one. Every time I think of every time I think of it, I think of um Keith Decent. He did the um the bookcase, the hidden bookcase. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he took the uh the spines of the books and put them on fabric and made a a secret bookcase, a secret storage bookcase with it. Yeah. That is one of that's one of my favorite videos that he ever did. So seeing it seeing this thing just keep repeating itself as people doing different things with it because it's yeah it's it is really cool watching watching your video of this morning of it moving it's like <laughs> oh wow and then it comes together i gotta give you credit because when it come when it was flat it was like you could the pattern just matched perfectly and then it just splits apart as it opens. i'm like 
whoa yeah it's so cool <laughs> no, it's, so it's pretty doing, awesome so, i'm really excited about it so this is like in your you said you were planning on having this video out on friday that's the hope if not friday saturday i'm not the best at at uh, fulfilling those promises <laughs> fair enough uh, I, I i i tend to believe that if the edit's not good or if i'm not happy with the edit i should wait another yeah. day and hone yeah. it um that's that's my my philosophy so i it'll be out this weekend it'll be out this uh, let's yeah. let's say the latest it'll be out is, is sunday night <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah i yeah, can't, I can't wait, wait for it, it. I was I was wondering what you were cooking up, and then I saw the the, the prototype of it, and well, the the start of it this morning. I'm like, oh wow, that's yeah. gonna be so yeah. Cool. Oh, I can't wait and, for it. And that video, it's not waxed or anything. That's just the dry. Like, no way. Uh, yeah. So so when I actually waxed it, it moves so <laughs> smooth. Yeah. Now you're just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be really cool. So be on the lookout for that. And um, I won't necessarily have the link in the show notes until he drops it, but I'll remind you in the show notes um, as it's coming because it's not out yet. <laughs> we get first look. Um, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go next because okay. this the video is so ridiculous that and Michael and I have both seen it. So since we've both seen it, we could talk about it for a second. Um, this channel on YouTube that I just discovered over the weekend called Positive Couple. Mm-hmm. They made a TV console, which, oh, God, another TV console. Here they go. What did they do? Mid-century modern. You could call it mid-century modern. I mean, maybe Jetsons era modern. Yeah. So they, they did 352 pounds of resin, and they poured it into a shell, and they basically made a TV console. And then, just because that wasn't interesting enough, they made a beautiful set of doors and drawers to go with it. So, as if the ridiculousness of this gorgeous terrarium inside of resin was, and the shape of it is just off the charts <clears throat> ridiculous. It's, it's, there's no seams on it. It's not angular. It's completely round in all aspects. And then they put lights inside of it as if that wasn't enough. It's just, it's the most over-the-top thing I have ever seen, ever, on YouTube. So I have a link to it in the show notes. It's something where you're just like, oh, if they stopped here, this would be really cool. Oh, if they stopped here, it would be, what are they doing? What could you possibly do to this now? And then at the end, they put the TV on top of it, and you're just like, whoa. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's totally nuts. I don't know how they were able to pour that much I, it's like how did it's just right. how did so that not go of, exothermic right yeah that's, that's what i'm thinking like how did the, a, the whole their whole shop not catch on fire exactly <laughs> i i was thinking that the whole time i'm like there's no way this works like yeah. how do you pour that much because you know we've seen people make cutting boards and pour too much and it just melts down goes through the table into the core of the earth and <laughs> now it's like these guys are making this massive thing and yeah and they made by the way they make the whole frame. They make it out of um, look like really thin Lexan and plywood. They make the frame. They make the mold. And at one point, I think they realized that they were in a little bit of trouble. Do you notice that they they didn't account for sides on this thing when they were making the mold? And then 
all of a sudden you see him come with sheets of plywood and he starts oh. screwing it into the side. Like, <laughs> if I don't put some sides on this, this is not going to hold up. I didn't notice that. That's great. Yeah. I mean, the weight of that, if you think about it, well, I guess it says it in the, you know, the title, but like pouring that much, like that, like the volume of liquid, you think about like tubs are thousands of pounds when they're full of water. Right. So, um, I just, and then he, in one point he sits in it after he makes it just to show you how huge the damn thing is. Like he literally sits in it like it's a bathtub. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. This it's like a, ridiculous. like, what is it? Jeff Mack designs. They pour like these huge buckets, like of resin into the river tables. Hmm. Yeah. It's, and what, what got me in, uh, you know, as someone who's bought small quantities of, I mean, I make resin jewelry, so I buy resin, but I buy little bottles of it and they're like $20. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I have like, like I have some art resin over here that is yeah. really expensive. And I have some alumalite that's also really expensive. And I'm thinking, how much did that cost? <laughs> right. Like there are, it did just at the beginning of the video, they just show the tub, the, the, the buckets of resin just bing, 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 building up, and then they show, and that's just part A, and then do, 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 that's part B. It's like, what? Are you yeah. kidding me with these? And they start mixing it. They mix it like um, like Mike mixes cement. Yeah, with like the the yeah, power the drill. Power. Yeah. It's oh just, yeah. It, it was just amazing just seeing something like resin projects usually aren't on this scale. That's just the bottom line. <laughs> usually smaller things. So this was a pretty ridiculous project, and. Uh, to quote to quote Beth, she said, "You know, if you were doing a podcast on Monday, as an example, and you needed a thing of the week, this might be a good candidate." I'm like, "Oh no, this isn't a candidate. This is my pick. Yeah. <laughs> this is the winner." That's so, awesome. Yeah, positive couples, positive 350 pound <clears throat> resin TV console. That link will be in the show notes. Mister Cotter, it is your turn. All right, I'll make mine quick. Um, so my pick this week is Maker Pipe, uh, and it's at Maker Pipe. Um, they make these structure, uh, structural pipe connectors and what it, basically what it is, it's like a, it's like a grown up erector set. Like it, uh, it's these metal connectors that they work with, uh, conduit. So conduit is super inexpensive. I don't know if you guys have ever used it, but it's like, uh, it's like the metal tubing that, uh, they use for uh, like electrical work, but it's super inexpensive, but super strong. And the, they have all these different fittings that work with conduit. So it's, so you can make like shop furniture, uh, endless things. So they sent me a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, different connectors and I made a shop cart, um, which hopefully I'm going to have a video out on Friday. Um, but it's, uh, I, I made a wall control, uh, maker pipe, uh, conduit, uh, shop cart, uh, project. And the products are great. I, I don't know. You got to check them out because they're super easy to use and they're super strong. The connections are super, super strong and really easy to use. So it's it, you basically you can make anything um, with these different connectors. So check That's it out. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's a really cool idea. Um, that is a neat idea. I like, like this infinite idea. possibilities. Yeah, it, it, I think that's what it's what's so crazy is that you can make any kind of project with them. There's different connectors, different angles, all that, and it, they're super strong. There's all their fittings are metal, so they're really really strong, and uh, yeah, super easy to use. So, I am I am tired of making shop furniture. Yeah, and there are some things I need for my shop that I just don't want to make right now, and this might be the answer. Because I could do exactly. There's a couple of things I need to do, 
this might actually be a better move for me. This is good, man. Well, good it's cheaper, like the conduit and these are cheaper than wood. I mean, they really are. So, and they have casters, so you can get, you know, you can make mobile stations and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, one of the things I want to make, casters would make it so much better. This is really good. Yeah, they're they're good people too. They really really great to work with. Uh, really great guys. Small business. He was actually at WorkbenchCon, um, but he didn't have a booth or anything. But uh, I met him at WorkbenchCon. So that was the crazy thing at WorkbenchCon. There were so many people walking around from different brands, and they yeah, were just they were just there. Yeah, exactly. Did you did you uh, run into this guy? Uh, no, but he followed me. So I'm curious. Maybe I actually did, and I didn't actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so uh, he, uh, Johnny Builds actually hooked me up with him, and Johnny Builds just made a overhead uh, camera rig with with their product, oh, which awesome. is super cool. So, oh my god, I never even thought of that. But wow, the things you can make with this for oh wow, yeah, yeah. camera, yeah, is great. It, it's basically just an erector set for adults. Oh, that's awesome, and it's super lightweight, which is cool too. So you can build these big structures out of it. Well, that's what's so crazy about Conduit. It, Conduit is super lightweight. I never used it before this project, and it's super lightweight but super strong. Yeah. Oh, no, Conduit. Conduit's amazing stuff. Yeah. If you just have that thing that you step on, you can pretty much, that bend, the bender that you step on to change it, you can do anything yeah. with it. It, mm-hmm. is, it is very versatile stuff, and it's surprisingly strong, even though you can bend it with something that's equivalent right. of a broom with a hook on the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, wow, dude, this is good. I'm yeah. looking I'm just looking through their Instagram and I was like, "Oh, wow. Yeah, I need that. I need that." <laughs> yeah, they're good stuff. Cool. Yeah, they were at Maker Fair in New York apparently. I'm, they were there the year I was there. I must have I I bet you I looked right at them and didn't even realize I had looked right at them. <laughs> good to know. So, uh, Maker Pipe, we will have their it's makerpipe.com and we'll have the link to them in the uh, Wow, a lot of people I follow follow them too. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for the recommendation, guys. Um, cool. So yeah, I have, I'll have that link in the show notes. I think that's just about it. Um, Michael, do you have anything you'd like to, um, plug anywhere people can find you or, uh, I mean, really, you can just search my name, Michael Olm, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, look out for that, that Tambor video coming up this weekend. Cause I think it's going to be really cool. And I, I think it's another one of those where it looks more complicated than it is. Like, it, it's very doable. Um, I've been trying to push that f- uh, on the recent videos of like, you know, I know this looks crazy, but you can totally do this. So your 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 vibe, your overall vibe. You're a very good. You're a very good teacher, and you're good at getting a project that looks massive and impossible to look. <laughs> my my favorite example of it was when you restoed that file cabinet. No, yeah, I love the metal file cabinet. Yeah. I loved yeah. I loved how you approached it because I wasn't I really like resto videos. I'm really into it. Like I love watching things go from just beat to hell to like brand new. Yeah. And I loved watching it because you took everyone through the process one step at a time and you ended up turning this beat up file cabinet into a piece of art in your shop. <laughs> yeah, and I love that thing. It's yeah, it's, it's awesome. fantastic. It was a fantastic piece to begin with. And you just made it like, you, as Randy Jackson, you say, you made it your own, dog. <laughs> really, really cool. I really, really dug that. Thanks. So, yeah, that's, um, excuse me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Michael. That was, it was awesome to have you on. Yeah. Yeah. No, my pleasure. Um, no, this is fun. 
yeah, it's it, it's great to it's great to finally get to talk to you. I was telling I was for those of you that I think I said this before the I think I said this before we started recording, but Michael hit congratulations by the way. Oh, we have a couple milestones. Michael hit a hundred thousand on YouTube and ten so. K on Instagram, <laughs> and and Ethan, our own Ethan Carter, hit five thousand on instagram congrats dude that's yeah. awesome now it's it's yeah it's surreal man it's 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 nuts it's uh, i'm humbled and and appreciative but um but yeah yeah there's there's plenty of people out there that deserve this numbers just as much so yeah uh, they, you know what somebody's got to get them that's how i look at it somebody's <laughs> gotta get them. everybody deserves them but somebody's got to get them so <laughs> congratulations to both of you that was pretty awesome so yeah michael hit his hundred thousand and i went i messaged him i was like hey congratulations <laughs> By you the want way, to be on our show? On the podcast. <laughs> and, 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 and I swear to you, I, now I've had, you know, we're in episode 45. We've had quite a few guests on the show. I got the fastest response I've ever gotten from, from a guy who I can't even believe said yes, let alone said yes that quickly. So I really, really, really appreciate That's just the guy on. he is. Yeah, wow. It was really great to finally get to talk to you Definitely. after watching you for as long as I have. And yeah, likewise. Nice. I mean, this is our first virtual meeting, so I've met, <laughs> met Ethan a couple of times. But yeah, no, this yeah. is really, really good to, to chat with you guys. And, the, and if, you know, Maker Camp in the Catskills comes by, as you pass by, because you have to pass by me to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go to Beacon, you let me know. I I'm, definitely I'm, hit you up. I'm all in because I'd love to go there. It would just be so much fun to experience one of my favorite things with someone else who really, really appreciates it. So that would be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, all right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week. Um, I'll have Michael's information in the show notes, as I always do, because I love plugging our guests. And um, until next week, take care, everyone. Have a great week. And if you have a moment, please, 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 in these times of great need, <laughs> we really could use shares and reviews and love. So if you like the show, if you like, if you like what we do, um, I'm not asking for much. Just if you could throw a share out there, throw a review on there, that really does help us grow. And we really, really do appreciate all that. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Same time, same place. Don't know if we're going to have a guest, but we'll figure it out. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.